Man Up, a program dedicated to inspiring and helping men live lives of heroic virtue. And now, it's time to Man Up. Welcome to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are broadcasting on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. I am Joe Stopulis, and today I am honored and excited to have on His Eminence Cardinal Timothy Dolan. Uh, as we continue in our heroic fatherhood series, let's start in prayer in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. Do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Cardinal Dolan, uh, one of the giants in the faith today, uh, one of the top leaders in the Catholic Church of America, and just thrilled to be able to have this opportunity. For those of you who have listened for a while now, you may know that probably seven years ago or so, I don't know, yeah, right around seven years ago, uh, I had the opportunity to to meet him a couple times, actually, through a good one of a, a very good friend of ours, uh, Father Bob Busher. Father Bob, Bob Busher in Davenport, Iowa. A uh, very close family friend of ours. He uh, he my, was actually at our wedding. He was on the altar of our wedding. Uh, he, he helped preside over that. And he is a close friend of my in-laws and actually lives right near him. And so we'd had him over every year for Christmas and Easter and just, you know, became part of the family and still is today. And, you know, he would talk about his great friendship with Cardinal Dolan. And, you know, I, I couldn't quite believe it. Um, but sure enough, they are like best friends. And so I've had the opportunity to to meet him a couple of times. I'm thrilled to have him on the show. Anyone who knows anything about Cardinal Dolan, that you know that he's, he's this incredibly just down to earth, blue collar guy, you know, from, from, I believe it was St. Louis, but just, you know, blue collar town, blue collar family, but an incredible mind and his knowledge of history and his knowledge of theology and his ability to articulate the faith in a way that makes sense to everyone is just incredible. So uh, again, I'm, I'm thrilled to have on the other side of the break, Cardinal Timothy Dolan. So stick around and we'll be right back. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, an authorized independent agent for Walmart Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Iowa, an independent licensee of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. Learn more at 515-226-2111 or cindyschulte.com. Iowa Catholic Radio would like to thank our business partner, Edible Arrangements, for their support, offering fruit bouquets and gourmet dip chocolate treats. On the go or have it delivered for that special occasion, ediblearrangements.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Fitness by Design, your neighborhood fitness studio. Located in Des Moines, offering PH or fitness classes, private and semi-private training, beamer, and massage. Learn more at fitnessbydesigndm.com, 515-770-3844. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Deary of Ames, home of Warranty Forever, offering new, used, and commercial vehicles as well as service and Mopar parts. Deary of Ames is located just off of Highway 30 at the Dayton Avenue exit and online at DearyAmes.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and urgent eye issues. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. 
Support for programming provided by The Tea Room in downtown Des Moines, hosting Breakfast with Santa, a holiday tradition. Sunday, December 3rd from 9 to 11 a.m. Breakfast, a goodie bag, and photos with Santa. Tickets are limited. Learn more at thetearoomdsm.com. Thank you to our business partner, Matt Moffat, offering Fiber New Restoration Services. Eco-friendly and mobile, Matt can come to your home or business to repair, restore, and renew damaged leather, plastic, vinyl, fabric, and upholstery. Learn more at fibernew.com slash Altoona Des Moines. Welcome back to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. Excited today to be joined by a very special guest, His Eminence Cardinal Timothy Dolan. Welcome to the show. Way to go, Joe, and I appreciate the invitation. And I, you guys all need to know, um, Joe and I were had a little antipasto before this, and we talked about my good buddy, who's a great buddy of um, Joe as well, Father Bob Busher, who's there, a great priest of the Diocese of Davenport. Does he listen? Um, well, he's going to listen, Joe, gonna listen oh, to Joe, this will, show. Will he listen? He's going to listen to this one, I'll tell you that much. Uh, I'll see him here in a few I weeks. I am glad. I, I, I love him. Why is this thing up on my screen, Joe? Listen, this I'm meeting not is thinking... being recorded by the host of, or a producer. Yeah, you're, this is being Who recorded. Who cares? Yeah, uh, <laughs> fine with me. What do I do to get rid of it? Yeah, it's a technology thing. I'll tell you, Cardinal, he, uh, yeah, as, as I told you, he's a, a dear, dear friend of ours. Uh, I'm excited to see him here in a, in, a, in a few weeks. But, you know, it's interesting. He had told me for years that, you guys were best friends. He said best friends. I'm like, That's, and he Cardinal. is right. I said, Cardinal's got a lot of good friends. I'm sure. He is right. Well, I read your biography like six years ago or something. And sure enough, there's like a lot of stuff on it. Yeah. And I tell you this, Joe, the only reason I'm coming on your show is because you promised me you'd never ask him on the show to talk yeah, about me. Because I don't need all that stuff out there. He knows more about me than a lot of other people, so we don't need that. He's a dear friend. I love him. And we're talking about fathers today, Joe, and you're excellent. Yep. Thank you, by the way, for the invitation, and Thanks. you're doing a great job. Keep it up. We need it. He, His father, Emmett, was one of the greatest gentlemen I've met. Let's and get into his it. Mom, his, his mom had died. Did you know Emmett at all? I don't. Not at all. I mean, I, I oh, started, listen, I, my I relationship with him started about 13 years ago. I think he's gone to the Lord. Uh, yeah. I, he's gone to the Lord at least 25 years or yeah. so ago. Yeah. Here's the deal. When my when my dad dropped dead uh, at 51 years of age on, uh, on April 1st, 1977, my family and I were devastated, okay? The next day was a Friday. It was the day before Palm Sunday. And I look out the window of my mom's house and who's walking up the sidewalk but Father Bob Busher. He drove down from Iowa to be with me and my family when my dad died and stayed with me for the weekend. I love him. I appreciate him. So, all right. What do you want to talk yeah, about? So we're going to start from the beginning. The way I've been asking this kind of it's a little raw, but you're already kind of getting into it, which is to say this this show is about fatherhood, about about what the Catholic Church's vision is of what makes a great father. But I'd like to start with your own father. You know, what was your experience like growing up uh, with your father? The the impact is inestimable. And I would say, Joe, that because my dad, I was only ordained uh, seven months, so my dad dropped dead. And uh, I was the oldest of five. My mom was only 47. He he died at uh, at 51. At work, he dropped dead of a heart attack. Probably because of his early death, I uh, appreciate him and hold him in even higher esteem uh, because uh, we lost him. Uh, he was just an extraordinarily humble, 
happy, hospitable, dutiful, loving father. Uh, did he have flaws? You bet he did. And uh, and uh, he'd be the first to admit it. I learned some colorful vocabulary from him. Uh, he uh, he enjoyed his cigarettes. He enjoyed his beer. Not never to excess, thank God. But uh, he was loyal to his friends. My mom and the five of us were the heart of his life. Um, his he didn't particularly care for his job, although he was respected and did it pretty well. And he had, you know, in retrospect, Joe, he had a more pertinent to the excellent theme of your program. He had a great. Um, he had a great impact on my uh, my own faith. He was not what I would call a um, an uber Catholic. He was not a Shiite Catholic. He was just a meat and potato good Catholic. He would never miss Sunday Mass. We'd never miss Grace Before Meals. He sacrificed to send the five of us to Catholic schools. He loved the parish. He took part in it. He loved he loved priests. But he was not, you know, he he was not an uber Catholic. He tended bar. He, um, but I, I I look back at the simple things. Uh, he had he still had Joe, and I still have the little little pamphlet missile. Remember what the missiles were in the old days when we followed mass in a book because the mass was in Latin. He still had the one that he was given when he was in the navy in the Second World War. He was in the midst of things. He was in the Pacific as, as a Navy man on the US, USS Cleveland. And I mean, you talk about all the words, Iwo Jima, Manila, uh, he was there. Ah, and he had his little prayer book. He had his little prayer book. Never will I forget when I was a boy, Joe, I was maybe in first or second grade, and we had 40 hours devotion. You know what that is. Remember when the Blessed Sacrament is is exposed? It was Eucharistic Adoration for 40 hours. Usually began on a on a Friday on a Friday morning and went till Sunday afternoon. And at the close of 40 hours, we went up as a family. It was a big thing. The church was filled, so we stood. And I can remember as the priest was walking in procession with the Blessed Sacrament, as they passed, my father just knelt down. It was very humble. It was very gentle. He didn't expect anybody to see him. I saw him as a boy because I and then I knelt down because I wanted to do what my what my dad did. And a simple act like that taught me. uh, He was a man of integrity. He didn't like any lies. He said, you tell me the truth and I'm going to treat you a lot better than I would if you tell me a lie to get out of it. I found out later you were you were you were fibbing. So I the older I get the more I appreciate him and love him. And the more I'm convinced this is all anecdotal, Joe, what I'm talking about, but it gives, it it gives evidence to the scholarly research that shows that a father has um, tremendous impact on the religious upbringing of his children. Sure. We usually think of the mom and good Lord, the mom is essential too, but the stats show that if the father is a faithful Catholic, If the father loves Jesus and his church, the children are going to do likewise. And that was my dad. That was my dad. Uh, That's a major theme of this. That's a major theme of this is this idea of the father and the importance of the father. And hopefully we're going to reclaim that throughout the show and throughout the series. And I think one of the cool things I got from your father right there is this is not a man who had a theology degree, right? He didn't have, you know, and my, my dad is a similar thing where it was not, 
he doesn't have the Bible memorized, right? He doesn't, he never quoted scripture to us, but it was his actions, right? It, it was just watching him. And I think that's one of the, the, the <laughs> you got it. Yeah. You got it. I can remember once uh, we were outside cutting the grass and stuff on a Saturday and these uh, people come by the house in suits and they turned out to be Jehovah witnesses. And uh, I was in high school, dad, we were cutting the grass and they came and said, sir, excuse us. Can we ask you, um, what do you believe about Jesus? And my dad, you know, he turns the lawnmower off. And first of all, he says, hey, you guys, you want to sit down? You want a beer? Well, of course, like, he didn't know who he was talking to. They weren't going to take a drink, but uh, he got one. And he said, what do you believe about Jesus? And he just looked at me and he said, I don't know. My kid's in the high school seminary. Tim, tell us, tell him what we believe about Jesus. <laughs> so I simply, so that, I mean, he was not a theologian. He knew more about Jesus. He probably loved Jesus more than I did. But I said to him, oh, he's true God from true God, begotten, not made, one in being with the Father. Uh, Lord of Lords, light, light from light, true God from true God. And they looked at me and walked away. I guess they thought, uh oh, no argument here. And my dad said, Where'd you get that? I said, We say it every Sunday at Mass in the Creed. He said, Oh, yeah, I forgot. That so he was kind of a simple, unassuming guy. You know what I'm saying? So good. Uh, let me tell you, my, I'm blabbing, but I guess that's why you, you go. This is great. So, here we go. <clears throat> I was probably 10. And it's Christmas Eve. And my dad says, Tim, come help me. He said, I have to I have to deliver some food and some toys to this family. I said, oh, this is nice. So we drive down to a very poor area along the Merrimack River of Holy Infant Parish in Baldwin, Missouri. And it's a little shack. And we drive up and we go in. And there's uh, the mom holding the baby and about four little kids. None of them had shoes or socks. The house was a wreck. The dad was sitting at the kitchen table with kind of a skeptical look on, smoking a cigarette. He was drinking something. I don't know what it was. It was in a coffee cup, but I don't. Anyway, my dad, my dad calls him by name. Let me make it up. Now he says, oh, hi, Mr. Barnes. Here I am. He said, uh, here's some uh, here's some some food and clothes and gifts for you and your family. Well, of course, the kids are jumping up and down with joy. Mom is just smiling. And I see the dad giving my dad a look. And it dawned on me, Joe, he was embarrassed, the dad, because he thought that this was going to show his kids that he didn't have anything for them. He didn't have food. He didn't have gifts. He didn't have the stuff of the house. And my dad was shrewd enough to see it. And he said, yeah, Mr. Barnes, I hope you don't mind. He said, I was just out at the store picking up for uh, stuff for my kids. And they told me uh, this was all yours that you had ordered. And would I mind dropping it off at the house? Well, with that, the dad smiled and beamed. And he said, sit down, sit down and visit for a while. My dad was shrewd and humble enough not to take the credit. And to save that other dad from embarrassment. I ne I've never forgotten that. I've never forgotten that, Joe. And that's the kind of guy, that's the kind of guy that he was. But another, it's another example of action speaking louder than words, right? It's another example of this fact that yeah. the, the kids are always watching. Whether they, whether you know it or not, the kids are always watching. Uh, yeah. You know, all right. Who, who do you think in the Bible are we talking about? About the kids always watching? Well, I mean, dads. 
I mean, I, well, we're talking uh, about two. Let me, I'm sorry, folks. I, I, I would say, say St. Well. I would say St. Joseph. I thought I had to go to, to give these answers at all, but I'd better <laughs> I better answer say my own question. So Joe, we're talking about God, our father. Okay. That's another one. So when Jesus wanted to reveal what God was like, he Listen, said, Cardinal, he, Cardinal, this is my show. You don't quiz me on my show. Okay. Well, I'll quiz invite you back. Show. And then we're thinking about St. Joseph. Okay. We're thinking about St. Joseph, the foster father of our Lord and savior. Jesus Christ, you just said it, and that's what triggered my memory. Actions speak louder than words. When Jesus, when Jesus kind of told, told that parable of the two sons, the theme being actions speak louder than words, I think he had his own foster father in mind, St. Joseph. He's thinking, my earthly father, St. Joseph, he was a man of few words. In fact, we don't have any of them registered in the Bible. He was a man of few words, but was he sure an obedient, uh, an obedient, faithful man? And think of what the human nature of Jesus absorbed from that, right? We know what he, we know how powerful the example of his own mother was, but think of his foster father, St. Joseph. Look, I guess Joe, and he's your patron saint, yeah. you'd be proud of that. I guess Joe... I guess all of this is you're trying to get across on your fine podcast that we need a restored sense of fatherhood and a masculine side of spirituality. Can I tell you something, Joe? I just got back from the Synod in Rome, and we have uh, at the heart of the Synod is what they call these small groups, and they're 12, like the number of the apostles, so there's about... Uh, 200 tables in the room with 12 people by ing by language group. And you switch every week. So you get to meet different people. And a lot of it was talking, but there were women there who were griping about, um, Oh, the women need more power and clout and authority in the church because it's, it's a it's a patriarchal caste system, the church. And I said, ladies, thanks for your honesty. They weren't talking to me. They were talking to the group. I said, where have you been? Women run the church. Women run the church. And the recent scholarly, the recent scholarship has shown us that we don't have problems with women in the church. We got problems with men in the church who feel excluded because women have such a dominant role. And by the way, I'm glad they do. Thanks be to God. We're risking the feminization of our church. We need both. We need both the feminine and the masculine. But men are more than happy classically to let religion and faith go to the wives and the moms. And where they have a special charism for it, my, oh, my, if we exclude the masculine dimension, if we exclude the dad and the husband, we're in trouble. And I think that might be one of the reasons we are. How can we as fathers then, uh, those listening, how can we reclaim that masculinity the, to be the great fathers and to be the leaders uh, within the faith of our church? I would only point to my own father who did it in a very soft, gentle way. So if we if we reduce masculinity to sort of this strong, domineering, authoritative figure, that's counterproductive. We mean a man like St. Joseph. We need we mean God, our father. So we do it very humbly and gently. I was I don't know if you've ever been to Arvieto. 
Uh, Joe, find I have a bush. Six kids. I don't get out much. Okay, I don't get you out. Don't much. get out much. <laughs> well, you and your you you should start traveling. You and your wife separately. <laughs> anyway, the um, you ask Father Busher, he'll know all about Arvieta. We used to go up there, and that's where Arvieta was a town about an hour. Stick with me here. Arvieto is a town about an hour north of Rome, and it's where the feast of Carpus Christi started. All right. It's where the Feast of Carpus Christi, the feast celebrating the body and blood of Christ, the real presence of Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. And every Feast of Carpus Christi, they have a beautiful festival, and they have a magnificent procession through the winding alleys of Arvieto that are so richly decorated. Anyway, one year I had the honor of carrying the monstrance with the Blessed Sacrament through the streets. And as I'm rounding a corner, I see a young dad with his maybe two or three year old boy, he's he's holding him in his arms and they're there watching the procession. The dad has got his soccer uniform on and he's all muddy and beaten up. It's not like he, you know, got into a tuxedo to be at the procession. The little boy is there and they're looking at the procession. And as I walk by, I hear the dad whisper to his son as he's pointing to the host, echo, Jesus, echo Jesus, which means there is Jesus. I said to myself, Joe, this kid could get Catholic grade school, high school and university. He's never going to get a more powerful lesson in the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist that he just got from his old man. That's a very humble, soft, whispered masculine influence, isn't it? And that's what I think uh, you dads have. When they see you genuflect, when they see you go for the holy water, when they see you back away, Joe, like my father would at Sunday Mass, and let us kids into uh, the pew first, then my mom and then him. When they see when it's time for Holy Communion, he backed down and let mom and the kids go first, then he followed. Those are little lessons about humility and honor and dignity, and that he's putting his wife and kids first. Um, this is, these are powerful lessons that a masculine doesn't mean you have to carry a shotgun. You know what? This is beautiful that God, our father, and that St. Joseph, the foster father of our Lord, gave us the example. That's beautiful. You know, I, I, I see that a lot in the great fathers that I, that I know. Uh, and I think one of the issues that I look you mentioned it, you know, broadly, we have this, you know, people not quite living up to their fatherly standards within the church. You know, where do you, I, I got three minutes left here. Where are you seeing fathers fall most often fall short and what can we do to fix that? Well, the, the, the big thing is when they would not go to Sunday mass, either they would send the wife and kids or not, none of the whole family would go. So the father needs to lead his children to Sunday Mass. The father needs to take Sunday Mass seriously. I was very proud of my dad when he became a lector at Mass. He didn't want to. We kind of prodded him to be, and we teased him about the mistakes that he made. But we, I was very proud of him. And uh, I was very proud when I saw how he loved the priest, so he would invite the priest to the house. I was very proud when I'd go with him to awake of an uncle or something that I didn't know very well. And when I'd see him kneel down and make the sign of the cross and say a prayer, these are little 
beautiful, tangible things that teach us about piety and devotion and faith. Dads can do that. You know, you expect your mom to tear up. Uh, you expect your mom to most of the time be the dominant religious figure in the family. And thank God they have that that magnificent uh, impact. But boy, when the dad does it and when they do it together, bingo, you got uh, you got magic going on. I think one other thing to point out there is that this is probably 60 some years ago. These childhood memories that you're talking about, I mean, these are indelible marks. Oh, they are. I was born in 1950 and this is uh Bob Bush is much older, by the way, <laughs> but I was born in 1950 and uh, no, I, I remember these. I remember these. Yeah. I remember, I, I, I remember my mom and dad every year about this time of the year, they'd say, uh, my, my mom would say, uh, or my dad would say, honey, what do you want for Christmas? And she said, well, honey, we don't have much money. We better not. Why don't we just agree not to give each other presents this year? And my dad would say, okay, you don't get me anything. I won't get you. You can bet on Christmas morning she had a gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And you can bet she was looking for it. <laughs> and he was shrewd enough to know I better not follow through on that promise. Putting mom first. All right. There you go. That's it. Well, hey. Thanks, Joe. Hot diggity. Let me know if the ratings went up, okay? <laughs> well, we'll go by one because Father Bush was definitely going to listen to it. So have an Father Bush is listening, and that'll be good. Well, that's that's all that's all you need to know. So Gordon Dolan, appreciate Are we live or what? No, no, but it uh, it will be on the radio here soon, though. So. I know it seems dead. I'm glad you asked if we're live after the interview's done. <laughs> That's a good time to ask that. Oh. See you, Joe. Give your give your wife and kids and your your family my love. Okay, you can do that. Thanks so much, Cardinal. Take care. Bye. Weekdays at 1 p.m., it's Dr. David Anders with Call to Communion. It's a live call-in show for non-Catholics and fallen away Catholics. Call to Communion on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Connecting listeners with Christ. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Knights of Columbus, Borman, and Pfeiffer Agencies. Serving Catholic families in Iowa, offering life insurance, long-term care insurance, disability insurance, and retirement annuities. The Knights of Columbus, the Fraternal Benefits Society, able to provide financial security to members and their families. Learn how Knights of Columbus agent Walker Borman can help at 563-689-6801. That's 563-689-6801 or kofc.org. kofc.org. Dad, how are things going in Savings in DePaul? Awesome, Zoe. Our 6th Avenue, Army Post Road, and Windsor Heights locations are really busy. Steve Havman, Executive Director of St. Vincent DePaul, thanking you for your continued support. How can people help St. Vincent DePaul, Dad? By donating and shopping. St. Vincent DePaul helps everyone, even kids' lives. <laughs> yes, Zoe, even kids' lives. Thanks for shopping at our St. Vincent DePaul thrift stores. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Laser Home Services. Catholic-owned and operated, Laser Home Services has been providing Central Iowa with electric, plumbing, heating, and cooling services since 2001. Learn more at laserhomeservices.com. Support for programming provided by Dr. David Ball at Des Moines Eye Surgeons, your total eye care specialist, specializing in cataracts and glaucoma care. Des Moines Eye Surgeons, 515-225-3546 or dmisurgeons.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from A New Look Exteriors, an Anderson certified contractor providing custom window installations, roofing, siding, gutters, concrete, and more to help give your home a new look. Learn more at anewlookexteriors.com. Welcome back to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. 
my thanks again to Cardinal Timothy Dolan. What a, what a treat that was for me. Uh, man, he is just, he's an incredible guy. Uh, you can tell there's a reason he's so uh, magnanimous. There's a reason that people love to, to hear him talk and to be around him because he's just, he lives life so joyfully uh, yet so authentically. And one of the coolest parts for me at, at hearing that again, I think one of the neat things about this series in general is the, the various influences for better or for worse that many of these fathers have left these indelible marks they've left. And we, I, I t- commented a little bit on it right there, which is to say that his dad, you know, these, these memories he has of his father are from 60 some years ago. You know, these are small actions. I, I think we, as fathers, those of us listening that are fathers need to take seriously our role as fathers. I mean, I really think it, it is incumbent upon us to not go through the motions to realize that our kids are watching us. If we're doing good, if we're doing bad, they're watching us. And I think, you know, it's easy for us because you, if you've, if you've been a parent long enough, you know, they mimic the bad stuff, right? I think we've all seen that, but clearly there are seeds being planted within our children's brains when they're watching the good that we're doing. I think with Cardinal Dolan, you saw that you saw that his dad, the little gestures, the little reference references, uh, the the normalization of the faith in his life, all those were things that that made these indelible marks uh, on Cardinal Dolan in his in his childhood, and he still vividly remembers these memories today. Uh, even though his dad passed away, however you know decades ago, um, those are endearing to him still. And I, th- I just think that each of us needs to maybe hit the pause button and realize that a they're watching, so you know act appropriately, but then b you know, what can we do uh, to show them the faith? You know, we can, yes, we can preach, but to show them with our, with our actions every day, what we're doing and in our relationship with the Lord and the importance that that is in our lives. So thanks for joining me today on man up on Iowa Catholic radio. I am Joe Stopulis. It's time to man up, man up, inspiring men to live out their call to holiness. 